0: We'll going on Mets fans we are live here December 21st uh what a cheery mood we are in uh we're coming to you 10 15 eastern time p.m so a little bit on the later side but uh again welcome to the Cup of Mets podcast uh Ian Bosnick here joined alongside by Rob Venegas as always um give us a follow on Instagram on Twitter on YouTube at Cup of Mets again that is at Cup of Mets on instagram twitter and youtube rob how are you <coughs> what a fucking last few days what's going yeah, on no, de-
1: definitely definitely i mean you know talk about christmas giving and you know yeah it's korea so uh you know i'm pretty excited uh it's not even 2023 yet but the mets are uh, on paper look like look like a legit team they're not done yet but we'll get right into that and I'm just happy. I'm happy. I'm very happy.
0: Dude, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I'm I'm ecstatic, man. I mean, if you talk about one fan base that deserves it, it's us. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, sit here and you know not say that we don't feel sorry for ourselves. we do? We had to deal with the fucking Walponsies Ponzi's for years, right? And all this BS and and poor contracts and and not going after the big fish and prospect hoarding and then those guys, you know, end up being trash, uh, aka mm-hmm. Fernando Martinez. Last things, military. right? <laughs> um, but this is just amazing. It's amazing, and the way that yeah. and the way that it happened, um, just truly, truly. Unreal. But I do just want to say some of my so we were supposed to go live at 9 p.m. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we're now going live an hour later. Completely my fault. <laughs> um, my my buddies and I get together once a year and we have what's called a crab fest. Right. Uh-huh. Um, we just kind of eat a shit ton of crab um, shellfish, you know, some crawfish in there, some, you know, uh, fully peeled uh, uh, shrimp uh the whole nine well, so yeah the whole nine the, the whole fucking thing so um it kind of just ran later and later and later and uh, i wasn't drinking everybody else was so you know it kind of you know the shots just kept on you know running and running whatever whatever and then all of a sudden it's like nine. it's like uh you know 8 30 and i'm like Shit, i gotta run out of here so um apologies but uh thanks for uh sticking with us here at 10 p.m um because <laughs> uh it's gonna be a hell of a fucking podcast um As we alluded to, the Mets have signed Carlos Correa to a 12 year, $315 million contract. What, 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 Rob, you and I FaceTime this morning at seven o'clock in the morning. Yep. Um, What, walk me through your first moments waking up this morning on December 21st.
1: (laughs) No, yeah. So I usually, I usually wake up. Uh, throughout the night. I don't know why I've been doing that recently. And and the other night, I guess um I wake up around 3 a.m. when when the deal actually happened just to get a glass of water and I, I took a peep at my phone because it was buzzing. You know, it was there was activity going on. It was kind of crazy. Like I got a text here, a text there. Wait till wait till wait till Robbie V gets gets up. He's going he's going freak, you know, like but nah it was it was it was fun. You know, just looking at Twitter operate three, three thirty in the morning like that. It was very, it was very fun, man.
0: Dude, listen, I I know that my bosses, I know that my bosses, I I think they do listen to us. Um, I did not work this morning. I couldn't work. Yeah. I literally couldn't work. I wake up, and I just see all of these, you know, uh, MLB, CBS Sports, uh, yeah, you know, ESPN, breaking news, Correa to the Mets, and you, you're almost like, am I still, am I still sleeping? Mm -hmm. Am I did? We knew that something had uh, occurred with Korea and the physical in San Francisco, um, which could have been, you know, could have led to the, the, you know, that deal not coming to fruition. Ultimately, obviously it didn't. uh, But I just could not believe the shit that i saw and i'm and i'm hopping on instagram yesterday saying oh we're not done we're not you know we signed yeah, Adam, yeah. we signed adam out of vino we're not done never in the fucking world did i think that i was going to wake up this morning and see carlos correa donning the orange and blue uh for 350
1: million dollars for 12 years for 12 years you see that clip though um i've seen a lot of clips today a lot of a lot of former met lineups when like the Will Ponds like were the owners and all yeah, that yeah. compared to like now and seeing like Fox put like our lineup together or MLB network put like your lineup together and you're just like okay now we now we can stack up you know like we can stack up with the best. Yeah but that left side man for you know 20 what 10 10 year and 12 dude, years bro dude
0: dude yeah yeah bro and, and like is,
1: you know again we're gonna get into it but and it's
0: gonna, and like, it's
1: gonna be like a lot of shuffling and a lot of this and and
0: that yeah and kind of like what you said kind of like what you said before about like you know like previous lineups like dude you kind of look at those lineups like and you see names like Anderson Hernandez and uh Luis Hernandez and Gary Matthews Jr. and Jeremy Reed and you know you just see all these you see all these names and obviously we can go on and on and uh, my brain's just been shut off all day I've just been like Uh, Correa, Correa, Correa,
1: Correa, but
0: (laughs) it is just um, such a monumental shift, not only for the team and not only for us fans, but for the organization in general. And even someone like Seth Lugo, who uh, Mm -hmm. departed, our our buddy Seth has left Uh, our good friend, Vicky Lugo, his mother, uh, big fan of the pod. Um, He, he, you know, he signed with uh, San Diego, um, but he mentioned even last year. He's been in the organization for 10 plus years he has never seen the organization the organization in and of itself run the way it is now um and it just really shows a, a true testament to uh steve and alex cohen um you know and you you heard lindor say it last year you heard scherzer say it last year um or lindor two years ago you heard scherzer say it last year verlander say it this year mm-hmm. they are so keen on winning they are so focused on winning and they will do whatever it takes to win yeah literally. You know, and, and that's and and that's eight hundred
1: million, eight hundred fucking million bucks Dude.
0: already. Already.
1: Wow. You, that's insane. I didn't even know that was fiz- like possible.
0: Yeah. What do you <laughs> think? What do you think this means, though, for the greater for the for like the Mets organization in and of itself? Right. Obviously, they have to go out and win. Right. They, they have to take care of business. Championships yeah, aren't right. won on paper. But. Is there a cultural shift going on within the city? Like, is there like like Yankee fans are like Hal Steinbrenner today? I don't know if you saw yeah. Hal, Hal Steinbrenner said, "Oh well, you know, I think the the league may have to look into may have to look into this because it kind of you know takes yeah. you know some some other teams away from you know potentially winning." Is he shitting
1: me? <laughs> is he kidding? I don't know. I didn't see that. I saw I saw um, I saw him saying it's it's great seeing two New York teams being great.
0: Yeah, yeah. He said it's it's great seeing two New York teams be great and, and going for it. But he also said, you know, that it's something that maybe should be looked into by the league um, because of the fact that, you know, someone is just signing everybody and it disparages some of the teams that choose not. And I'm saying choose not to spend because they do have the money. They just choose not to spend. And then we could spend a whole freaking mm-hmm. segment on that. Right. But I think it ultimately, there's just something going on in the city. Like it's yeah. just, it's just like everybody's like Mets, Mets, Mets. Today, the Yankees introduced Aaron, reintroduced Aaron Judge, named him captain. Not even on the back pages. <laughs> not even. <laughs> no, not, I, was
1: still think, I was still thinking about the Correa signing,
0: dude. It, like WFAN is predominantly a Yankees radio network now, and yeah. they were talking about uh, all they were talking about was Correa. You know, Mm -hmm. all they were talking about was Correa and they chose to they were talking about the judge, but it was in the background. And when you think of someone who just hit as many home runs that, you know, he did had the historical season, signed the contract that he did, named the captain after, you know, Jeter was the captain. And that's not even the top story. (laughs) The Mets are taking it. Steve Cohen is turning into. um,
1: Well, he took matters into his own hands, you know.
0: That he did, and he's turned it to George Steinbrenner 2.0. He yeah.
1: really has. But let me ask you. It's good to have a fan as an owner, though. But go ahead.
0: That's 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 something that like really goes by the way he said it. Yeah, he gets it, hundred percent. And and you got you got to think about <laughs> this guy. He's yeah. going out there and he's spending millions of dollars on pieces of art, right? That he's a fan of. OK, so he's a fan of Carlos Correa, so he'll drop some dimes on him, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude. Like, like, that's what he does,
1: dude. OK, so like I said, I seen a lot of shit on Twitter today, just like line, old lineups from when we had the Willpons as owners, this, then the third. You, I seen today uh, it was like a spring training game, H- Houston versus the Mets. And it was like around 2013, John Neese is pitching and Correa hit a single up the middle. And Gary Cohen was like, yo, they love Correa. He's the shortstop of the future. He's like, but I personally think he's going to he's going to outgrow uh, shortstop. And look what happened. Now he's at the third baseman for the New York Mets.
0: Well, listen, I don't like to. I'm going to brush my shoulder off right now. I'm going to do it. But mm-hmm. when we made our free agent predictions, I did oh. say that, I did say that Carlos Correa was going to the Mets. Okay. And, why, and why did I say that he was going to go to the Mets? Because his bat and his size, he's 6'4", 220.
1: Yeah. And you, you, know, and you did say he wanted to play with Lindor.
0: And he did want – he does want to play with Lindor. He's an amazing, amazing defensive shortstop. But when you have that type of frame and you're that type of defender, yeah. you can go play third, especially if it gives you an opportunity to win year in and year out,
1: you yeah, know, and, and
0: go ahead and play with your best buddy, you know, and, and they're – Dude, and he's they're, only
1: making like $26 million, bro. That's yeah, nothing. Dude, 26 and a quarter. That's nothing. For for a player of his caliber, that is nothing. And the,
0: yeah, and the thing is too, everyone's like, everyone's saying, "Oh, the Mets are fucked." Like in the next few years, you know, their payroll is gonna. <laughs> you know what? I don't think people realize is that beyond like 2025, when Starling Marte's contract expires. Yeah. All the Mets have is Lindor's 34. Diaz is Diaz is uh 20 20 uh, 20 whatever. Yeah, I think 20. it's just yeah, it's just twenty. Uh, Correa's twenty six and and a quarter, and Senga's and Senga's eighteen. Yeah, yeah, or, or Senga's fifteen, whatever you got. Because again, like,
1: you know, Scherzer coming off the books, Verlander, Scherlander, Verlander, would have been already off the books. Yeah,
0: Cano, uh, Escobar, Cano,
1: Cano's, only. Oh yeah, Cano's, Cano's, only two
0: year deals. Exactly, they have they have leveraged themselves perfectly and it gives them the opportunity to now I will say this though right and and we haven't recorded since the Mets resigned Brandon Nimmo. we'll get into that everyone knows they re-signed Brandon Nemo but I will say that that's a situation I don't necessarily want to get into when it comes to guys like Jeff McNeil and Pete, and, uh, Pete, Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, Yeah. I even said to you years ago I was always a Brandon Nemo over Michael Conforto guy why yeah. Brandon Nemo Brandon gets on base and I knew that there wasn't tap potential. Obviously, there is, and there was, and he's a Met, he'll be a Met for life, most mm-hmm. likely. But I just don't want the Mets to let, like, for instance, McNeil and Alonzo get to that point where they have to throw all their bags at them when they're a free agent on the open market, when they can kind of lock up their players a little bit earlier, kind of like what the Braves do, for instance. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think we've touched on that. And but realistically, they have so much flexibility moving forward um when it comes to the payroll, and you know it. The, it doesn't hurt to they're have. are in a, a good spot.
1: Yeah, they're it doesn't hurt. Spot. To,
0: it doesn't hurt to have Steve Cohen as and, the owner. And,
1: and yeah, exactly. That that's very true. But Steve Cohen, like he says it perfectly, we're building a farm.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just it's also so funny to see the Mets' current luxury tax that they're gonna have to pay oh, is somewhere in, is somewhere in like the 110, 120 million dollar range. That's yeah. more. That's more than I think. Like I, I think I saw like six to eight teams payroll for the 2023 that's insane. season. That's the Dude, that that's that's ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous. I, again, that shows how much Steve Cohen is spending, but that also shows how little those owners do spend. You know, it, it really does. Um,
1: yeah, let me ask you something though. Yeah, how 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 monumental? How monumental is this move for the Mets and Correa? Um, I. Th-
0: think that it's massive. I think that it's massive. If he can, if he can be healthy, if he can stay healthy, Mm -hmm. um, I think that he is, you know, a potential future Hall of Famer. Um, I think that his bat is a bat that is a middle of the order bat, exactly what the Mets needed and exactly what we said we, you know, we needed, um, he plays an incredible infield. He'll now be a third baseman, right? But he's also he's also a really, really good leader. and he's also very well liked in the in the locker rooms in the clubhouses, yeah. um and, you know, I think that for the Mets, they understood, especially Steve Cohen understood knew he understood that there was one more move that had to be made on that type of a scale. Mm-hmm. And to me, when you looked at a Xander Bogarts, right? And you looked at, you know, a Dansby Swanson, a Correa, and I'm missing one other shortstop. Turner. A Trey Turner. When you look at a Turner, for instance, yeah, you can give him the 10 to 13 years that he wanted, but speed's a big part of his game, right? So that's going to end up going away at some point, right? You look at Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts is a great player, but he's also had some... He's also had a... If iffy year here and there, he's a very very good player, uh-huh. but he's also not like you know the the best of the best shortstops in terms of you know defensive uh, defensive wise. And Dansby Swanson, he really only showed his stuff over the last two years. He's a very very talented player, and I was interested in Swanson, frankly because of his age. Uh-huh. But Correa, but Correa to me is the perfect mesh between talent, uh, flexibility in terms of where you can play him, um, and age. He'll only be twenty eight this year.
1: Yeah, facts, facts.
0: You know, I mean,
1: cool. I it, and we didn't it, tr- and we didn't give anybody up. Not
0: not only that, we did not sign one player that we have to forfeit a a oh, a, yeah. a, a pick for. Exactly. So, so when people are talking about all this money that the Mets are spending and this and that and you know how they only currently are projected to have three homegrown's in their lineup in Nimo and McNeil and <laughs> Alonso... You have to understand the Mets have a loaded right three going Yeah, that they did, and they got a loaded chunk of position player kids in the farm system, and they also have what feels like a million draft picks next year before like the sixth or seventh round. Yes. So they continue to replenish it, but that is what these organizations do. It's exactly what the Dodgers did when they brought in the new ownership group. They spent a shit ton of money on the on-field product. But they made it a priority to do it in a way that does not affect their farm system.
1: And the long term, yeah.
0: And the long-term flexibility of the payroll. And that's exactly what the Mets are doing. And I just think they're in a tremendous spot. But obviously, right? His signing, you know, some of the players that I just mentioned, his signings, his signing does impact several players, right? What do you think of her? What do you what do you think happens with? I mean, I guess we'll we'll start with the big league co-op the big league club what do you think this Correa signing does for uh Eduardo Escobar
1: that's tough um again another player that's flexible um in terms of where he could play for the Mets but um if he were to be on the team I, I think he would just fit in and as a right-handed DH um you know start whenever lefties uh play I guess you know swap if, if Correa needs a day you D.H. Correa and Escobar could play third, but, but I think I realistically, I think he's going to get traded personally to where I'm not, I'm not sure. But, you know, again, I, I have heard, or I've had, I have read that, you know, the White Sox and the Mets are not, you know, not, not talking, but, you know, they're kind of perfect trade partners in terms of like positional needs and what the Mets want in, in, a, in a reliever. And, and, and hopefully we could shed some money in terms of bad contracts, like, like McCann or like a Eduardo Escobar not not to say eduardo escobar was a bad contractor but it's like you know he's kind of like the odd man out which is unfortunate but so you, you know. think so, so you think escrow's gonna get traded yes I, I personally do i mean if if he doesn't i then again he's he's gonna be the right-handed hidden dh and then platoon with vogie yeah which yeah. i wouldn't mind either because again no. he's good at, he's good at that so
0: yeah yeah i think that a uh, Escobar was a better right-handed hitter than left-handed hitter last year. So yeah. that bodes well for that in terms of right-handed DH. Uh-huh. Um, you're definitely right. He is kind of like the odd man out. Um, I I don't want to trade him. Um, yeah. He's got one year left on his deal. I think he has an option as well for a third he had a tremendous second half. Literally, September was the month of fucking Escobar, right? <laughs> um, you know, he ended up with you know twenty home runs.
1: No, 60, we were happy for him. You know, because he he's, he's a guy. He's a guy you root for,
0: and that. But that's exactly it. He is loved in the clubhouse. He is loved with his teammates, and that's a big thing for a team like me. That you saw the Mets win one hundred and one games last year, and yeah. really gel like they did. To trade a glue piece like Eduardo Escobar um, kind of scares me. James McCann, completely other story. Trade his ass, right? Yeah. But Eduardo Escobar to me is a guy that you have multiple options. You can you can make him your utility man that can play any position, right? Uh-huh. You you can make him that right-handed DH. You can also, if Vogelbach is struggling, you can have him be the left-handed DH, right? Sitter. You can also if there is a lefty on the mound, you can conceivably take Jeff McNeil and take him from second and put him in left and then take Mark Canna and put him to DH against the left-handed pitcher. And then you can play Eduardo Escobar at second base. Yeah. Because Eduardo Escobar can play throughout the infield. So you have multiple options. And I feel like it's really important to have a player like that. And luckily enough, the Mets have two players like that. And Eduardo Escobar and Luis Guillorme uh and eduardo escobar just has more pop and i think it's important definitely to have a player like that on the bench um with that said the mets and white Sox are perfect trade partners and we'll touch upon that um <laughs> so what then you- what,
1: so then okay so do you consider vientos a big leaguer?
0: vientos i think the Mets should vientos is the is the one that i think the mets should be looking to trade
1: yeah because then if you really look into him he's another odd man out if in terms of if you're There's- just trying to decide between escobar a guy like escobar and Mark Vientos, you know, I didn't really, again, I know he's young, but
0: he's got a nice swing, but there's, does. it's, it's long. His swing is long.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know. He didn't I, really, he didn't really, you know, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know I, it's a handful of games, but
0: yeah, he, he's somebody, he's somebody though, that is, will still be coveted by another team and that's why you use him. And especially yeah. him being a, only a right-handed hitter and not a great defensive player. It really limits his options, right? So yeah. I think that a guy like Brett Beatty, right? You could use him now in a trade if you want, right? But Beatty can also play a little bit of left field, right? He yeah. can also he can also DH, I guess, right? Francisco Alvarez will most likely see him in the major leagues this year, right? As that right handed DH as well, catching some games as well. But you'll see him up here. A guy like Mark Vianthos, if you think about it doesn't really have a spot. Yeah. So Vientos is the odd man out. What do you do with Brett Beatty, Robert? I
1: like, I honestly, you know, I think the Mets like him. I think they only trade him if you get like a guy like, like Raphael Devers, you know, Yeah. or like, or like a suit, like, you know, he would have to be in like a Otani type deal too. But I'm just saying I like Brett Beatty. I, I think they like Brett Beatty. So I think they're, he's gonna get most of his reps and in, in left field. Yeah, yeah. You never know. That's another thing. Like, maybe they trade Kana. You know, like, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't see, suggest that. But
0: see, it's funny, it's funny too, because last year I remember being like, great, we signed Marte, amazing. Yes, we signed shares are awesome, and then Escobar and Kana were those were were those two pieces that you were like, all right, these are nice deals, but <laughs> but okay. And then once you started going through the season, you started seeing like, all right, well. The Mets would have not scored any of these runs if Mark Canna didn't get hit or if okay. Mark Canna didn't, you know, draw that, you know, 10 pitch walk or, and, em, and they, they do embrace the, it. Yeah. They embrace it and they, and they both do the little things right. Obviously, Escobar had that horrid two month stretch. Yeah. Right. But they both embraced it and they both just do the little things right that impact the game. Um, and they're both winners, man. And that's something that kind of scares me when you're, when you're trading, um, them. Something that I thought about. Just literally about four seconds ago. Um, Something the Mets could do, maybe. We're talking about the White Sox. Um, You know, I mean, they're talking about Liam Hendricks, right? That's this is the next subject that we're going to get into, you know. So, in terms of, you know, what could the Mets potentially be doing next? But something that I'm thinking about right now, if the Mets want a Liam Hendricks and they want to shed a James McCann, what about James McCann has two years, $24 million left? What about? Eating one of those years, so twelve million bucks. Yep. Send sending James McCann and That's Mark Vientos, yep. to the White Sox for Liam Hendricks, and we take his contract.
1: Yeah, no, I would do that. I mean, Liam Hendricks is a bona fide stud out the bullpen. You know, he's proven him and Diaz at the back end, along with the other acquisitions we had. It's
0: who you mean, Adam Ottavino and David Robertson and Brooks Raley. And Brooks
1: Raley and Brooks and. and... And we still got Drew Smith and bro, bro. and, and uh, those deaf those deaf pieces or whatever too. Elaysi Al-
0: Hernandez, yeah, Jeff, oh Jeff, Jeff, Brigham. No,
1: dude, we still have Joey Lucchesi
0: too, bro. I know. Oh, we definitely have Joey Lucchese. We got that. We got that. What is it? The Schwerf, The <laughs> what, what does he throw? A churve. A curve. He said, he said, he shwer- said the swerve. The swerve. The swerve. He throws a oh, churve. I, right? I was
1: about to agree with you too. I was about to be like, yo, hey, yeah, he throws yeah, a curve. You're right. Right.
0: Chirp, <laughs> C-H-U-R-V-E. Yeah. Yeah. It chirp. is a
1: churve. It is a curve. It's like dude, a curveball changeup. I don't know. All right, but
0: dude, I'm I'm sorry. Do me a favor. Just uh Liam Hendricks. Yes. i I approve. Yeah, Liam Hendricks, I approve too. I gotta take my jacket off. I smell like a fucking fish right now and i'm Ooh. i'm disgusting right now um while i take off my jacket uh rob do you think that carlos correa takes the mets out of play for another bat um obviously it would be a little bit interesting considering that we're trying to find places for the other guys to play and then talking yeah, about not... bringing other guys in but what are what are your thoughts there as i remove my fish jacket
1: um, personally, I, again. I feel like the Mets. Uh, they they've been they've been backing their talk up. So when Epler says they're not done, I, I 100% believe it. They're not done. Guys like Trey Mancini, um, I could see them looking into maybe even a reunion with Michael Conforto, and that would add another homegrown player for those haters that are like, ooh, you know, whatever. But I, I wouldn't even mind Conforto coming back. But a name I like personally, Adam Duvall. I know he broke his wrist. Uh, I think last, yeah, he broke his wrist last year. Yep, it happens. But he was a big part of the Atlanta Braves World Series run in 2021. He could play center, and he could play left and right. And he's he he's a right-handed stick that could just mash lefties as well.
0: Yeah, listen, I I couldn't agree more. Um, first and foremost, like I, I think that the Mets should, you know, kind of what Epler said in his press conference, like, you know, the Mets can be opportunistic um, if the right situation presents itself. Yep. I think a guy like Adam Duvall can make sense. I think a guy like Trey Mancini could make sense. A.J. Pollock as well, right? You mentioned Michael Conforto. Yeah. Conforto is the only lefty out of the bunch. That would mean that he would have to play left field and Mark Canna would have to be the right hand DH, but that would completely take Eduardo Escobar's roll out of the equation. So the Mets, no matter what, I think I think next week when we record, or maybe not next week when we record, because it's going to be that little period between Christmas and the New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably not next episode, but the episode after, we'll probably have more clarity on which players are going to remain, which players are not, because if the Mets are going to add another piece, like a McCann, a Canna, an Escobar, like somebody's going to get dealt. It's only a matter of who. Yeah. Um, I really like Adam Duval as well, and I think that he is somebody that's really under the radar, especially considering the injury last year. But he drove in a hundred plus runs when the Braves won the World Series. Wow! You know, um, it's something that like is really flies underneath the radar. He doesn't get he doesn't get on base at a high clip, right? But if he can be that right-handed bat at the designated hitter spot, that mm-hmm. can hit a blast or two um and hit you know 25 home runs for you ultimately yeah and then you have Vogelbach hitting 20 on the left side you have 45 home runs out of your designated hitter spot exactly you know know, um he can also play outfield as you mentioned Trey Mancini is another guy um I don't know if you mentioned Mancini um obviously won a World Series this year with the Astros I think Trey is good I'm not the biggest Trey Mancini fan I don't know what it is I can't exactly tell you why I like him Mm-hmm. I love his. I love his story. I'm just not the biggest fan of him as a ball player. Um, but if you ask me, I can't fucking tell you why. So, um, don't ask <laughs> me. Don't don't ask me. Um, I don't know. He,
1: his numbers kind of declined last year.
0: Yeah, AJ Pollock. You went to school with his cousin, right?
1: Oh, I did. Yes, I did. I went to college with her, but it's oh, not yeah. like I talked to her or anything. I'm not like uh-huh. that. But, uh, <laughs> hey. No, I'm just. Yeah, i so, Yeah, and he's he, AJ's a local guy, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah, he's Connecticut. He's Is he Connecticut? Uh, yeah. From yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, yeah. AJ yeah. Pollock. I think he played uh, high school baseball against like Matt Harvey or something like that.
0: Yeah. And AJ Pollock's another guy that I, I think he'd be a good fit. He's a good right-handed bat. You just kind of have to wrap him in bubble wrap.
1: Oh, yeah. Who, he's he's, he's injury prone.
0: He can't fucking stay healthy for the life of him.
1: Yeah.
0: But maybe, but maybe that's where the designated hitter spot comes into play. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I like you, that rule. Maybe you start sliding feet first, you know, instead of head first. Yeah. You know, you're a hitter. You sit on the corner of the bench so you don't get hurt in, in the dugout. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely think yo, that's yo, good.
1: We always talk Mets, but we got to put this into consideration, bro. There's two new rules next year. So we're playing teams like the Phillies, and you can't pick off three straight times. Mm-hmm. And if a guy like Trey Turner gets on base, bro, if you pick off twice, you, he knows you're going home. He's, he's going to steal. He might have 70 stolen bases. Who knows? but even with the wider bags like yeah, well, no Nimo might have like 30 stolen bags this year or something
0: I would love to see it he's got to keep those hamstrings intact though yeah yeah we didn't mean just drop 162 million bucks for his hammies to go right <laughs> and,
1: but it's yeah. like you know like it's it, no, you know, you're right very like very it's not awkward but it's like weird you know what they're I mean? very like, it's under an the radar. advantage that's what it is they're really the like, runners.
0: they're really like under the radar type of changes that you don't think about i remember the first time i heard like oh yeah they're gonna make the bases bigger i was like what the fuck does that do yeah
1: and, well, then, I, and then all of a
0: sudden i thought i started thinking about it i was like all right well kind of gives the fielder more more position to put their feet and pivot when they have to and it gives yeah. the base runner a little bit more room to slide and not fucking get hurt and get their ankles or their hands crushed right <laughs> um so no exactly. yeah you're you're definitely right and pot and but Pollock also is a guy that could probably impact on the bases at some point or another. And he's probably the one out of these four that would impact. Um, mm-hmm. But to me personally, and I, I just want to ask you straight up, do you think the Mets need another bat right now? Do you think?
1: Well, if you really look at it, like you got Martin, right? Nimmo and center and, and Connor and left who else could play outfield. I mean, we, like I, we said, it, I said it before, Beatty. I like Beatty and left, but can you really trust? A guy who's played third most of the minor leagues and came up last year as a third baseman. Do you trust him in left field? I don't know. But
0: can't start he's gotta be in the fourth, minors first.
1: Yeah, who's that fourth or fifth outfielder, you know? But like I said, a guy like Comforto, I think I think if I just look at it into his pr- perspective that if he came to the back to the Mets, I think one, he'd be happy. Two, he would he would kind of like embrace it. You know, you know the you know how the fans are. We, we, you know, we'll cheer him. We'll cheer for him in opening day, but he has to heart. He has to hit bombs. That's really yep. what it is. Yeah. So, and I think he will. Cause again, if they sign him to like a one-year deal that like, similar to what, like Cody Bellinger got. Yeah. Who knows? Like yeah. it's a prove it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Prove, no. Prove to us that like you have before you're an all-star, but prove to us that you could be consistent that and that it's still there. You know, this guy hasn't played baseball in years or a year yeah. and a half.
0: Yeah. Listen, I, I actually, now, now that we've been talking about it, if I wake up tomorrow morning and I see the Mets have signed Mancini, Duval, or Pollock, I'm happy. It's yeah. a good move, right? Yeah. You get the team deeper when you're thinking about it more and more, even though I don't think, uh, Conforto is ultimately going to come back. I think the Mets are just going to pick up a player here and there and, and call it an off season. Cause it's been a mm-hmm. great one. Um, I think Conforto actually makes the most sense. Because, yeah. because if you think about it, he's going to look to reestablish his value, as you mentioned, one or two year deal max. So it's going to be very, you know, low risk, high reward type type deal. Mark Canna then is that right handed bat that can be your right handed DH and he can be that fourth outfielder because he can play all three outfield positions. Yeah. You know, so then. Because the thing is, I feel as if if you add in a Mancini, a Duvall and a Pollock, it kind of makes things a little bit more interesting because those three would be that right handed designated hitter Canna would have an issue with playing time because Giorme would need time at second if McNeil and left. There's just so an Escobar. Oh, no, well, just, yeah,
1: that's the thing. There, there's just so, so many versatile. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, there's just so many moving pieces. They're so versatile. So, yeah, I think Conforto would probably make the most sense. Um but I think right now I, I actually think I'm pretty content. I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm pretty content. I really am. I'm pretty content with this team. You can never have enough arms, you can never have enough bats, but I'm kind of I'm kind of content. Um we touched upon the bullpen before.
1: I mean, yeah, let's go through it. You are know, you yeah. going
0: are you going ball to the wall getting Liam Hendricks or what?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if you want you want to talk about the recent World Series teams that have won that have won it all. Their bullpen was nasty. Okay. Or or is nasty. And it still is. And that's a, and that's how, you know, again, it's all about pitching. Can't have enough pitching. But I love the Anna Monovito move. Yeah. I think, I think that's, you know, he proved it. He could pitch in New York, obviously. But he's just nasty. I love, I love his slider. Uh, David Robertson, that one was that one was the best because you get the Brandon Nimmo news. <laughs> And then 10 seconds later, David Robertson signs with the Mets. Dude. So that was amazing. Unreal. Um, and then again, you know, you add a guy like Kodai Senga, um, who, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe it helps us with Otani in, in the future, but I'm excited. It's like a, it's like a you know, this isn't he's not, he's not no Kaz Matsui, you know what I mean? Like no, no. he's 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 part of this rotation and he, he's gonna be the third head on that three-headed monster
0: absolutely absolutely yeah. so so Rob, so Rob touched upon it there you know we we haven't even uh we haven't uh our last our last uh, episode was December 4th, so we haven't even touched upon it. Um, you know, I he mentioned it Adam Atavino returning to the Mets on a two-year deal worth 14.5 million dollars uh that was agreed upon uh yesterday um last week just minutes after the Mets signed Justin Verlander they agreed to a deal with David Robertson who we all wanted at the trade deadline last year one year 10 million dollars David Robertson actually is his own agent he negotiated that himself really uh, yeah I and didn't then, know that yeah good, yeah. good,
1: good for him <laughs> good for him that's
0: right yeah multifaceted you know think about that we signed a pitcher and an agent
1: well dude that's the thing oh yo that's <laughs> Good logic, but <laughs> but yeah, you know, that that also means he gets he gets all the money in the contract. Yeah, obviously yeah. besides taxes, but I'm saying like he doesn't have to pay his agent t- the 10% commission. Yeah.
0: Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And then and then lastly, Senga, uh, the Mets signed to a five year $75 million deal. Obviously, that's for the rotation. We'll touch upon that. Uh Liam Hendricks, I think, would be a great move. The Mets are reportedly talking to the White Sox about him. He's owed 14 million dollars in 2023. <laughs> that would bring uh, our That, yeah, that it is worth it. That'll bring our payroll up to $400 million and our (laughs) with luxury tax over a half a billion dollars. Um, but then he also has a club option for 2024. Um, Mm -hmm. Hendricks, I think, would be a perfect fit. He was phenomenal again last year for the White Sox, struck out 85 and only 57 and two thirds of an inning, 37 saves, 281 ERA. Um, he's been arguably the best, one of the top three best closers in baseball since the uh, end of the 2018 season, beginning in the 2019 season, mm-hmm. I think he would be a perfect fit. Can you just imagine a bullpen of Diaz, Hendricks, Robertson, Smith, Raley, uh, uh, fucking alicia Hernandez, David Peterson. That would be, you adobino oh shit i forgot adam adobino that's <laughs> that's that's insanity see i'm forgetting people arms, i am forgetting people. arms 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 it's 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 really uh no it's more really, trevor mays no more trevor mays no i more like trevor may i'm sorry so, that, was, so, that, was, no, that,
1: was, that was that was uncalled for i'm sorry no,
0: no 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 that's it's okay but i like trevor i like trevor may as well yeah i'm actually thinking about putting together a little something like kind of like a memorial post like a very tell song. me why <laughs> no, 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 no! Like a somber, like yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, as we go on, we remember like the shit from Twenty One Jump Street when they're playing the montage on the screen at the prom. Yeah,
1: yeah at the prom. Yeah,
0: yeah. Show like videos Bro, of
1: do for, and, then, and show, then do like and then do, show like, videos of highlights.
0: show videos. No, show videos of Degrom and Lugo.
1: No, like giving up homers. Oh yeah, and and no, and, make it. It's gotta be funny, man. Do do a legit one, and then do like a be like, yo, part part one, part two.
0: All right, yeah, so yeah, budget. Trevor May, yeah, we gotta compile list.
1: Like, like lives, and then Degrom's giving up a home run. Yeah, yeah,
0: the home run, the home run to uh, who O'Neill Cruz, yeah. O'Neal Cruz, yeah, yeah, when he was yeah. throwing a gem against the Pirates and just or like
1: up a- Dar- or like Darren Ruff striking out. Oh wait, shit, we still have Darren Ruff on the team, bro. We, we should do? probably trade him. We do still have Darren Ruff, bro. We should probably trade him. Yeah, because yeah. I'd rather AJ Pollock than than him. No, I agree. I'd I rather agree. Trey Mancini than him, but whatever. All right. Moving on. <laughs>
0: yeah. The Mets also signed uh Omar Narvaez. We didn't touch upon oh, yes. that. One year, eight million dollars, essentially a two year, fifteen million dollar deal. That second year is an option. It's more mutual. of a player option, I think. It's mutual. No, it's mutual. It's mutual. <laughs> um, obviously that complicates things a little bit. They got Alvarez, they got Nita, they got McCann, and they have N- Narayas. We touched upon McCann. You think McCann's getting dealt, yeah.
1: Uh Yeah, I think so, especially if they're going to plan on keeping three catchers. Um, You know, Alvarez is the DH, like you mentioned before. But I also could see, oh, Mets trade catcher James McCann to the Orioles. No way. Yo, that's crazy. No way. Yo! <laughs> no
0: way. Did we get this
1: live? <laughs> Yo, that perfect timing. Here it is. That's Yeah, catcher has been traded. Jeff Passon, catcher James McCann has been traded from the Mets to the Baltimore Orioles. Wow. So Yo. you're
0: hearing it live here on the Cup of uh, uh, podcast. Uh, James McCann <laughs> has been traded to wow. the Baltimore Orioles. We do not know yet uh, the return there, probably a bag of balls. Um, <laughs> but listen, I'm just going to say this about James McCann and we can move on because I don't want to, obviously, if we hear more about it, we'll we'll touch upon it. Thank you, James McCann, for coming in. And, um, I mean, I mean, you didn't really do much, but you know, you kind of so were there. You ground
1: out into double plays.
0: Ground out, double plays, get have balls go through your legs. But you know what? Um, he was there last year at the start of the Cohen era, right? He kind of yeah, he
1: was. He was the first you know, one.
0: He was seeing it, and he was a he was a pro throwing through and, through and uh, wish James class McCann. Act. Yeah, class act. Wish James McCann. The best of luck. Um, but it's so funny. I'm seeing here. Somebody somebody just tweeted out. They're like, I don't give a shit who we're getting back. It could be nothing. This is the greatest day in Mets history. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: fucked up, bro. That's fucked up. Holy shit. Oh,
0: man. That's so Yo, funny.
1: Wow. That was great. Yeah.
0: Wait bro. a minute. Wait a minute. We were talking about
1: Omar Navaez. Yeah.
0: We were talking about the catching situation.
1: That's what I'm saying. It was crazy. And you asked me my opinion, bro. And then it just happened.
0: Wow, bro. So there it is. Um, It will almost like so.
1: All right. So, so question answered.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Question, question answered. Yeah, Rob. That was that was great. Thanks, Rob. It Thanks, was, Rob. Right? Yeah, dude. That was really good, dude. Awesome. Um. So awesome. it'll be. But no.
1: Yeah. Again, I, I, if Alvarez starts in AAA, which is probably likely now or, you know, whatever. He might be on the major league roster as a DH. But again, we have the two best catchers who frame really well so you know and omar navarez is also is a former all-star so we said that about mccann but again navarez is and i think he's a switch hitter too which is crazy
0: yeah yeah you know yeah i i i think is it is it a decent amount of money for someone like Narvaez who who played like he did last year with the brewers only posted a 206 average yeah it is but i think as you mentioned he's one of the top uh, catchers when it comes to framing metrics in the game. Um, He's also very, very good defensively. And I'll also say this. okay. Uh, starting, I'm just going to start off in 2017. He was with the White Sox. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He played in 90 games, 373 on base percentage. 2018 with the White Sox, 366 on base percentage. Seattle in 2019, 353, 2020, 294. Well, 2021 342. The man gets on base. He has a 343 career on base percentage. He hit 22 home runs in 2019, and then he hit 11 in 2021. He did have an off uh, 2022, but I think it's a good move, and I think it's an upgrade for the Mets. Yeah. Bottom line, you know, and I and I think that, um, you know, oh yeah, Narvaez, by the way, he's he's just a lefty.
1: Oh okay, Never He's mind. just a lefty, yeah. But still, but, still but, platoon but, with Nito, you know, change it up a little bit. McCann wasn't getting it done.
0: That's ex- that's exactly it man and then as you mentioned uh you know Francisco Alvarez um you know starting the year in in AAA and then eventually um you know making his way up to the bigs and
1: So it, a player to be named later.
0: Is that what it is?
1: Damn, that's crazy.
0: A player to be named later. I mean, I would I would
1: uh <laughs> No, that's crazy, dude.
0: Yeah, I would I would probably um
1: we don't, we don't even know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it doesn't even really need to. Oh, man, I wonder if
1: James McCann to the Baltimore Orioles.
0: Sophia, Sophia Cohen, who is um, Steve Cohen's daughter, just tweeted out happy holidays from some of the Cohen clan, wishing everyone a restful and safe holiday. And if you can see the picture of them there
1: in Hawaii.
0: Yep. Well, listen, what I would like to say is I love I love all of you guys and everybody should protect you from everything protect you guys at all costs the cohens oh, yeah, are seriously may god continue to bless them i don't know what to say um it's we're been done. we're not we're, done. not we're not done we're not done i i definitely think another piece or or you know or tour is going to be added but it's been a fucking wild day it really has um you know, as, as we wrap up this episode here, Rob, do you have any last thoughts here? I mean, I know that it's it's been a whirlwind of a day. It's been a whirlwind of an off season. Um, You know, we'll have one more episode before 2022 is officially in the books. But uh, any last thoughts here before we uh, knock this one out?
1: No, listen, I mean, you know, for all our fans, for all the people that support us, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We love you. Um, make sure you make sure you give us a follow. Spread the word. Um, you know, twenty twenty three is gonna be a great year. Um, you know, uh, not only personally, but with our METS, with our Mets. Um, you know, if 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 players don't do their jobs, then you know, we're gonna get new ones. If Steve Cohen isn't happy, he's gonna he's gonna make a change, you know, and and uh we have a lot to look forward to. And let's just hope everybody has a safe and happy holidays and and you know, best of luck in twenty twenty three
0: yes sir yes sir yeah and uh you know from all of us here all of us meaning you and i rob (laughs) uh for all and our graphic designer joey he's in the next room over um but uh joey if you can hear us um but uh you know from all of us here at a cup of mets uh if you celebrate uh christmas uh we wish you a merry christmas uh happy holidays uh we will touch base with you guys before the new year um but yeah after next week, we are into 2023, and we're ready to go. And we're ready to get back to City Field and uh, finish some uh, unfinished business, eh? Yes, sir. Let's fucking do it. For Rob Venegas, I am Ian Bosniak. Thank you for joining us again. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Cup of Mets. And good night, and we will see you next week.